Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. China has stopped releasing youth unemployment figures, which were seen by some as a key indicator of the Chinese of the country's slowdown. The decision is due to changes in the world's second largest economy and its society, according to a government spokesman. Back in June, China's jobless rate for 16 to 24 year olds in urban areas hit a record high of more than 20 percent. What's the picture like today? How will seize China manage the wave of unemployment frustration? from Chinese youth. And what does this all telegraph of China's economy? Let's hear now from Brian Spiegel. Two months ago, he wrote a piece for the Wall Street Journal asking how bad is China's economy? That was the headline. Brian Spiegel is senior correspondent for the Wall Street Journal's Beijing Bureau. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. Now, China's official urban unemployment rate back in August was 5.2%. But you've been covering the situation quite closely. Give us a sense of the bigger picture of how unemployment is affecting universities educated youth in China. And are there any signs that the job market for this sector is improving? Look, things are very serious right now. I've been traveling around China for the better part of the summer, talking to uh, young people from all walks of life, especially college graduates. And what what they're telling us is that uh, the job market continues to be very bleak. But I think it's important to stress one thing. It's not that jobs don't exist in China. There are jobs. There are manufacturing jobs, there are low-paid service jobs, but really the crux of the matter that I find in the interviews is that um, many college graduates are becoming pickier in the types of jobs that they want. They have higher expectations of what life will, uh, what, what life will deliver for them, what the labor market will deliver. So I think it's really difficult for, for the government to get their head around that right now and create enough of the high-paying jobs that people are really after. Um, so give us a sense of the kind of jobs available for Chinese fresh grads. Well, I think, you know, uh, obviously China is a big and big country, a complicated economy. There are many jobs available still. Uh, factory jobs in particular, we continue to see uh, shortages of, of labor in, in, in many parts of the manufacturing space. Um, but fresh graduates, frankly, they tell me many do not want those sorts of jobs, despite the fact that many can pay certainly living wages in, in, in smaller Chinese cities. Um, and I think it makes sense to a certain degree. Right? Young people in China watched their parents. Uh, in many cases, work extremely hard in extremely difficult conditions for many years and, and decades even. Um, and I think that there's an expectation that their lives are going to be different from their parents. Their lives are going to be in some, way, some ways easier than their parents. Um, so I think that, that begins to speak to some of the pickiness that we're, that, we're, that we're learning about now. Are there less jobs in the Internet industry or the new media sector with sort of the tightening of um, rules for, for these, these sectors that we've seen, the, the sort of the tech control by China? Has that affected the availability of the sort of jobs available for young people? Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And I, I would point to the tech sector being one uh, industry that it's historically hired and employed a lot of young people, the other being the property sector. Uh, these are both sectors that have come under regulatory scrutiny from the Chinese government. Um, and, and against that backdrop, I think many companies are, are reluctant to go out and, uh, and, hire, uh, and hire in large numbers. Uh, so yes. How are young graduates that you've been speaking with in China, how are they coping with the lack of job opportunities? I hear there's a new buzzword going around. They're describing themselves as full-time daughters or full-time sons. Exactly, exactly. Yes, that is one of the phenomena that's come up right now. And uh, 
I think one of the things that's really interesting consider, to consider is that when, I, when I've at least spoken to many young people, mm-hmm. they don't get the sense of financial distress. Uh, that people are uh, worried about how they're going to eat their next meal. And I think when you think about it, it actually makes a lot of sense, especially for college graduates. They tend to, in China, come from kind of middle-class families, right? And and also considering that many of these people are only children because of the one-child policy that they, you know, grew up in, um, their parents have a little bit of financial cushion. And I think that their parents are willing to, uh, to help them to get by. And I think that's the other part of it. Families in China do not want their children, uh, in many cases, to settle for jobs that might be seen as physically demanding, too physically demanding, or even dangerous, right? Uh, So it it makes a lot of sense that actually parents are willing to uh, help out their kids financially to make sure they get by. So on one hand, people are, uh, children are not happy, or young people are not happy about not having jobs, Mm. but at the same time, it's not as if they're not going to be able to find their next meal. So does this mean that though the title of your piece is Millions of Young People Are Unemployed and Disillusioned, this doesn't necessarily translate to unemployment frustrations that could be a problem for Seize China? No, I, I, think, I think it does, though. So even though they, 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 people are not able to get their next meals, it's important to remember uh, they, 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 they have no problem in being able to eat and, and survive. These people have higher expectations, and indeed they are becoming disillusioned. They've been growing up in a society where their expectations were set at a relatively high level uh, of what the, the country was going to be able to provide for them, what the economy is going to be able to provide for them. And, and now what they're finding is actually we're going to have to potentially settle for something much less. A much simpler life. And I think that's one of the, the messages that's coming out of the government right now is that uh, you should consider settling. You should take what job is available to you, even if it's not the perfect job. And I think because of that, people are indeed becoming disillusioned. So speaking of uh, the messages being telegraphed by the Chinese government about managing expectations, uh, youth expectations, what else has been done to sort of deal with the situation at the level of uh, the state? Yeah, I think we see a couple of things going on. We see a lot in terms of organizing labor affairs, for example, um, as well as encouraging companies or the local governments giving subsidies to companies to go out and hire uh, fresh graduates. I actually went to one of these job fairs in, uh, in Hefei, China, uh, not that long ago, and, and, and indeed lots of people, thousands of people are, are showing up to these, but it really isn't very clear that there's a, a hiring boom by any stretch. Actually, many of the graduates uh, told me that they felt it was more of, a, of an exercise in publicity for the government to show that they are really getting their, 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 their head around this issue. So uh, I think what the data shows, because the numbers of unemployed people have stayed at such an elevated level, I don't think we can kind of declare it a success that the Chinese government has fixed this problem. You know, on the, on the other hand, I think actually it continues to be a problem to the extent that they actually stop putting out the data. Now, China said that uh, its statistics and how it comes up with these statistics need to change. The National Bureau of Statistics says it needs to reconsider how it calculates youth joblessness, um, that the economy and society are constantly developing. Um, do you think China's inability to cope with increasing youth unemployment could pose serious problems for the second largest economy in the world? Well, I think it's really important to consider what are, what are some of the root causes of the mm. economic problems that China is facing today. Mm-hmm. And I would point to two in particular. Uh, consumption um, has not been as strong coming out of the other side of COVID as, as the Chinese government would have liked. And then obviously the property sector uh, slowed out. So both of these, I think, are intrinsically related to the issues of youth unemployment. Uh, so if people don't have stable work, they're going to be much less likely to go out and buy cars or buy you know, luxury goods or even you know, any kind of uh, you know, splurges uh, that the Chinese economy needs to, kind of, uh, to grow. 
And on the other hand, I think what, what many young people tell me is that when they don't have stable employment, they're putting off many of the big life decisions. For example, getting married, settling down, having a children, buying your first house. When those sorts of life milestones are not being met because people don't have stable employment, that also you know, has the potential to compound some of the, the more fundamental issues that we're seeing in the Chinese economy today. So the lack of consumption could stymie growth, but to what extent? So what do you see as the possible consequences uh, this unemployment could have in terms of impact on China's economy moving forward? Yeah, I think I think you know, obviously the youth unemployment issue is one part of the of the broader economy. I, don't, I think it would be uh, I think it would be dangerous to to try to speculate about what it means uh, for consumption overall in China. What I what I would say is that young people uh, are the future of China, and the Chinese government talks about them being the future. And if they are not feeling that they are in a position to thrive and go out and spend. Um, you know, that's certainly not a good place to be because we're talking about tens of millions of people. How hopeful are the Chinese students that you've been speaking with that change uh, will come? Uh, I don't get much of a sense of hope that things are going to get better anytime soon. Uh, actually, very few people tell me that. Um, on the flip side, what you actually see is many people who are struggling to find work in the private sector, what they're doing is they're buckling down and they're studying to try to enter the Chinese civil service. Hmm. Uh, because not because it's a highly paid, you know, very lucrative endeavor, but because it's actually very stable and very difficult to get fired from from from, from that line of work. Um, and I think that really speaks to uh, a lack of confidence in the private sector among many young Chinese people. More aiming for that iron rice bowl. Thank you so much for joining us with those insights, Brian. Brian Spiegel is senior correspondent at the Wall Street Journal. This is Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.